I welcome you to Central Moments. And as we review some of the great promises in the Bible this week, uh, we, we, will, we will remind ourselves that human history is not open-ended. Neither will human history end with a nuclear holocaust or an environmental catastrophe or, uh, or any other kind of meteor strike that'll destroy all life on, the planet, on planet Earth. I mean, human history has a period to it, and that period will be Jesus himself. It will be Jesus who will come again to our world and bring it into human history and create all things new. And so this promise of Christ's second coming is the perspective changer for us. What if we lived as if Jesus was coming today or tomorrow or next week and we as people who have met Christ whose spirit is in us, we live uh, in anticipation of the immediacy of Christ's coming. I mean, he may not come for a hundred years yet, but, but we live as if he could come immediately because that's where the Bible leaves, leaves us. It promises that Jesus will come again. We don't know the day or hour. But let's look at some of these promises. Hebrews 9, verse 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. So we celebrate Christmas when Jesus took on a body, born in a manger, and Easter where he died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. That was the first time he came. He came once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time not to bear sin. He did that the first time but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Listen, he came the first time to bear sin. He comes the second time to bring salvation and to finish what he started at the cross. Paul will say in Romans 8 that, 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 that the actual full outflow of our redemption and salvation will not, not only be that we're born again inside and come to a personal relationship with Jesus, but even our bodies will be transformed and resurrected uh, and uh, we will live with him forever. John 14, 2-3, this is the night before Jesus is crucified. My Father's house has many rooms, Jesus told his disciples. If you were not so, if that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. I mean, I wouldn't have told you that if, if it wasn't true. My Father's house has many rooms. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am, Jesus said. Now, the King James Version says, in my house are many mansions, and so we have our own, in the Western world, we have our own view of these castles on hillsides, these beautiful mansions, and we kind of live maybe alone or with our family in these, these, these mansions all over heaven. Well, the, the, the idea is not mansions. The real, the, real, the real word translates rooms as if in a great household in the ancient world. You can visit places like Capernaum today and see the ruins of these homes. There's an inner courtyard and then room after room after room. And what happens would be several generations of families would live together. And when someone gets married, uh, there's another room made for them and other rooms for their family and their children. And so the great family just keeps growing and growing generation after generation. Heaven is not an isolated place. It's not where you get lonely, and, but you can live in palatial splendor. You're going to live in the splendor of heaven. It's indescribable. It's unbelievable. But Jesus said, you're going to be a part of my household. He's using relational terminology. You're going to be a part of a family. You're going to be part of the beauties of heaven that no man can describe. And he said, my father is preparing those rooms for you. And if I've told you that, I will indeed keep my promise. I will come back and take you to be with me, that where I am, you may be also. And so in Acts 
chapter 1, verse 11, after Jesus has risen again, he's been talking about the kingdom of God for 40 days with, in resurrection appearances with his followers. What, he, what happens is then, from the mountaintop, he, is, he ascends into heaven, where he still is till the day he comes again. And, and the, his disciples who watched this happen, I mean, they're staring up, looking. He said he was caught up in the clouds, and he's, they're, they're looking, he disappears in the clouds. And an angel comes and says, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, he will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And so we live in anticipation of that. Now, we're not supposed to be just staring into the sky, doing nothing. We're supposed to be fulfilling the Great Commission. We're supposed to be taking the gospel to every people group. We're supposed to be loving God's people and serving the poor and, and doing everything. We're, we're not just gazing at the sky. Uh, angels say, well, what are you doing that for? You, you ought to live and work as if it's really going to happen. Jesus is going to come again. So our prayer is simply today, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus.